Welcome to The Hard Way with Anvil T&D, where three Australian veterans cover everything physical and mental health, business, education, and life lessons learned the hard way. Each episode, the Anvil team challenge themselves, their guests, and their listeners to ask the hard questions, acknowledge their biases, broaden their perspective, and have a laugh along the way. Now, here are your hosts, Dan, Marshall, and Nathan. Beware the dark humor and enjoy the podcast. All right. Welcome to Anvil Light, Monday mornings. Yes, the uh, our favorite time of the week. It is. Yeah. Yeah, everyone here is super tired. And we were just discussing there's no fucking coffee downstairs. So only one of us has a delicious caffeinated beverage this yeah, morning. Yeah, just telling the guys how much coffee ground there was at Macca's. It's <laughs> just, you know, you could swim in it. <laughs> could you? Yeah. Yep. That's probably too much. That's <laughs> probably too much coffee for one Macca's to have. It was heaps though. Um, yeah, so we're here, fairly tired mm. as usual. Hopefully no one else is up yet. Hopefully everyone else is in bed. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take this one, the tea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Today's article, in the interest of time, do you guys want to go over the photo selection again quickly or? um... Why? (laughs) Yeah, no, I was was wondering why you selected this photo. Well, this (laughs) this is interesting because... It's actually quite difficult to find something to do with time. Can you just put like like stock image of clock well, or something? I didn't use a stock image for this one and all of our photos. This The only reason I picked this one is because you're wearing a watch in it. Ah, yes, I see. See? It all yeah. comes together now. Otherwise, totally irrelevant. That's a weird reason. <laughs> well, it's related. It's is it? interest of time. Yep. I look like I'm in pain. I think you were, you know, which is a good analogy for... Existing in, you know, <laughs> okay, and you know, the uh, the flow of time, yeah, yeah. But this one is more so about time management, um, and the ways we fill our time. That and I break that down into our responsibilities and our recreational activities. Um, because if you were to make it a bit more black and white than it probably is. Um, things generally fall into those two categories where they're doing something because it's we are responsible for it or it's a um, we're expected to do it to maintain our lifestyle or we do something just because we enjoy it. And um, if someone were to look at their week, they could probably break things into those. You know, examples of responsibilities would be work or um, sustaining yourself with food. Um, as much as some people try and avoid it, you eventually have to eat or drink um, and you also have to, say, work to main, keep a roof over your head or keep food on the table. Um, and whereas recreational is maybe watching Netflix at night or playing a game or reading a book you enjoy, things like that. Um, and a lot of people probably, like, and I say in the article, there's probably not very many people that look back on their week and go, um, you know, where I, I almost had too much spare time. Um, <laughs> so most people are generally trying to find ways to fit in more things, whether that's they want to fit in more productivity for their job or they are looking most more likely to find time to fit in more recreational activity. You know, they may, even if it's like a sport, which is quite time demanding, they may only be able to go once or twice a week or they may want to go more. Um, they may want to watch another episode on Netflix or something. And it generally seems that to do so, a lot of people will sacrifice other things to fit in 
um, something they want to do. So uh, easy example again is watching another episode on a f- your favorite TV show instead of an hour's sleep. And um, yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah, I think, sleep. I think I did that on the weekend for Haunting of Bly Manor uh, to finish yeah. it off. I just was like, I can get the last one in. And I was like, <laughs> trying to almost fall asleep watching it. Um, and but by doing so, and if you continue to do so, you this goes from one offs um, and becomes habitual. And once something's a habit, you'll keep doing it over and over again. And if it's an unhealthy habit, then it's going to have negative effects on the flow-on effects to the rest of your life. Cool. Um, I do mention that um, easy ways to track how you spend your time through the week. So if you're not really sure, most people just go off memory. For you know, you just kind of just know what you're expected to do. You know that Monday to Friday you have to be at work between eight and five or whatever it is. At night you have to make dinner, clean up, whatever. Um, but if you're unsure or if you want to look at finding places where you could fit something else in or be more effective with your time, the simplest step, first step is to just write down what you do through the week. So you don't need to change anything. Just for one week, just actually track everything that you do. So then you have a written down in front of you, you can look at and see this kind of schedule um, so it's mapped out as opposed to just being in your head as this imaginary concept. And I, I did this for like a week with a time tracker app and I was actually fairly surprised at one, how long tasks actually took me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mainly, I mainly did it for work tasks, but yeah, like emails, Without tracking it, I was like, oh, yeah, emails are like a couple of minutes to like write an email, but it's actually like half an hour. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that was pretty interesting. And, yeah, instead of if you don't want to write everything down, there's there's a couple of good time tracker apps. Yeah. As well, well, yeah, that's the that. convenience of modern technology yeah. is that if you don't like doing it, you know, the old school way, the old dialogue, you can go digital. <laughs> And it makes it a lot easier. And that's the idea of them. Um, and, yeah, I found it with, say, uni, like what you were just saying, where you don't realize how long things actually take, I would be like, oh, I can squeeze this in in this couple of hours. And then it's like, the th- <laughs> this is going to take much more longer than two hours yeah. to do this. And, um, you know, that was just, uh, you know, unrealistic expectations on my part. Yeah, even like even if you're not... Um, struggling for time, it's it's pretty good. It's a good exercise to just mm. see um, maybe where yeah you can make things quicker or outsource things. That's what that's what I was getting at with the time tracking, looking yeah. at what I could outsource. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. If you and like I was saying, not barely anyone looks back and goes, "Wow, way too much recreational <laughs> time there." And if you could look at your week and see, I have slots here, or I am spending a bit too long on this, and it's probably not that important. Um, and you can, it becomes much easier or much more achievable to um, rearrange or reprioritize mm. your um, activities through the week, and then slot in more if if, if you want to. Um, and then so I go into what I call the two pillars of time, being responsibilities and recreation. Um, and to start off, figure responsibilities. So, again, working is uh, providing for yourself and those around you or those you care about. And then there's family and that's so family means caring for and spending time with those you love. And those are probably the two biggest things in, say, an adult's life for anyone that's, and I guess, fallen the path most traveled. Um <laughs> 
And there's you know there's not much choice there. You have to work. Realistically, you have to keep money coming in so you can keep shelter and food. And family, you have to give time for. Otherwise, it's you know you're neglecting your family. Um, so when you look at those two things, there's not a lot of wiggle room as a uh, when it comes to reprioritization because they're probably going to need to stay at top of your priority. Um, but what you can do is using say the th- say once you've tracked your week, you can look at that and go, where do I have time around these things? Or or even am I prioritizing those things enough? So work is kind of, at the end of the day, you have to be there within expected hours, assuming you work um, traditional hours. Uh, family is one of those things that you can neglect, though, if you uh, don't prioritize it enough. Um, so if you're not spending adequate time with them, you're choosing... Uh, say your recreational activities or your vices um, over those things, then it's would be unhealthy or um, it would be a negative influence on something that should be a priority. And if you're finding that, and this again coming back to scheduling out your week, that's probably a good way to do it. Is look at how you're spending your time, and if you're missing things or you're starting to see the effects of neglecting that. Um, and this applies to other responsibilities that you may have. If there's starting to be signs that you are neglecting or not providing enough time to it, um, you can look at that and start to think, I may be spending too much time on things that aren't the priority. I need to uh, go through my schedule and rearrange this and fix it because otherwise it's going to have, and you know, work is probably something, if you were neglecting that, that's going to have a more immediate effect. But something like family neglect is like a long-term thing, but long-term in both um what you put into it and what you get out of it. So if you don't put the time into that, you're also going to get a very negative return on that later on. Um, and it's not only the big decisions, say with work and family, but also the small decisions. Like I mentioned before that eating is a priority and there's something you need to do, sustaining yourself. And I also say that something you should also be doing is taking care of yourself physically, so with physical exercise and and mental if you need um if you notice something's lacking there, you need to put work into that as well. So small decisions. So if you, again, if you're finding that you're neglecting an hour of sleep in, so that you can watch an extra episode, but you, it means you're not getting enough sleep or you are choosing a recreational activity or something that isn't a priority over even just feeding yourself, um, then you need to look at that and go, that's a negative thing and I need to improve on that. And this is, And also on the physical activity thing, I do say if everyone in the world was to walk and accumulate 30 minutes of each day, they did upper back resistance exercises and they reduced their snack in between meals, you have kind of just solved a lot of uh, physical health issues Mm -hmm. commonly found in people. And obviously it's not just magically problem solved, but doing small things like that in your day or in your life will drastically improve your quality of life. But people choose other things because they don't see that as a priority over those little decisions. And therefore, then we have the common issues we see in modern day being, you know, a lot of upper back weakness and back issues, uh, poor dieting choices and just low physical conditioning. Yeah, so you say a proactive attitude towards your physical and emotional health has positive implications. Yeah, and again, that's um, talking about the long-term and, sh- and immediate kind mm-hmm. of um, results from that. Uh, and we've talked about in the past in previous episodes 
if you're not taking care of yourself physically and I would say mentally, um, they tie in a lot, then yeah, immediately you may not have a lot of obvious uh, effect. So you may choose every day to watch an hour of Netflix instead of going for a 30 minute walk and whatever else. Um, and that day it's like, oh, it's not a big deal. But if it's a habit, it's something you do every single day and it's just part of your life, then over time you're going to see the negative health effects. And we've also said before, 30 minutes of walking each day could equal 10 extra years of life. So you can choose. So yeah, immediately it's not that big a deal, but long term over the span of your life, you're potentially taking years off your life by not making that decision to do that. Yeah. And like once you kind of get towards the end of your life, you can't um, go back really. And Well, yeah, you can't, you know, yeah, magically turn back the wheel and say, oh, I'm just going to squeeze. I'm going to, now I'm going to walk um, two hours a day yeah, to slowly catch up for all the, the walking I didn't do in the past. I think it's probably important to talk about work from a like time management perspective as well mm. because there's such a thing as working too much. Yeah. Um, I think you've hit the nail on the head pretty well with what it's like when you avoid doing tasks like that and you end up not having enough money to pay your bills or whatever. But work is by far the most common one that people will let bleed into the rest of their life. Mm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, most people work a nine-to-five job. Um, that means eight hours or eight-something hours, eight-and-a-half hours at an office or wherever it might be five days a week. Um, but how often does that turn into 9, 10, 11 hours a day? Um, it bleeds into the weekends. Um, you're spending, you know, your, your contract probably says that you're getting paid for like 40 hours of work mm-hmm. a week, uh, if that. Um, and you're getting whatever it might be, your salary for that particular amount of time. Um, it also probably includes a sneaky little clause in there that says like um, or or more if needed or something like mm. that um, because bosses are cheeky like that. Um, but their definition of if needed is different to yeah. what it should be. You know, they might think that, you know, there's an expectation to stay an extra hour every day or get there an extra hour early or something. But at the end of the day, you've got a whole life outside of that office that you need to worry about. Um, a lot of people will think that work should take priority over exercise. Um, once again, you know, would you rather work for 50 years and then die or work for 50 years and then have 10 years in your back pocket, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and obviously that's a pretty extreme example. But um, but like the boys just said, you can't, you can't change it when you get to age 60 or 70 or 80 and go, fuck, I wish I'd exercised more. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I wasn't dying of cardiovascular disease. <laughs> I wish I wasn't obese. Um, because, you know, there is so much you can do when you're that age to try and fix it and, you know, modern medicine has come a long way and they can do a whole lot if you're willing to spend the money. But, um, you know, if 30 minutes a day is all it takes, then why the fuck not? Mm. Um, and then on top of that, you know, spending time with your, your family, like Dan said, in the long run can come back to bite you. Um, but the the most common reason people miss out on time with their family is because they prioritise work. Um, you know, every extra hour you spend working during the week or over the weekend is an hour that you don't spend with your kids or your wife or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. Um, and all of that time is not coming back anywhere. You don't get it when you retire because mm. your kids have moved on. <laughs> your partner might be dead because they didn't fucking exercise either. <laughs> um, and, yeah, once again, this is all extreme, but, you know, 
you're only given a certain amount of time each week and it's the same as everybody else. You know, there, there are people out there who are managing it much better and they don't have extra hours up their sleeve. You know, they don't have um, somebody sneaking in, you know, a couple of extra hours sleep when they're not looking or something. <laughs> um, they're just probably a bit more aware of how much of a consequence it is to not prioritise these things properly when you're uh, a bit younger. Mm. So, you know, when you look at your day and Dan does talk about, um, you know, tracking this sort of stuff, you need to look at your day as I've got 24 hours and that's it. There's nothing left there. And I've got 24 hours tomorrow and the day after and the day after until I die, you know. Um, I don't get any more time than that. So, you know, number one thing, you probably need between six to eight hours sleep. Um, you can't avoid that. If you don't get six to eight hours sleep, your brain's just not going to be functioning properly. Um, you need at least three meals or a certain amount of calories in that time. Um, so you should probably take about 15 to 45 minutes to eat each of those. Um, you probably do need to work for some of those days um, to make money. But make sure that if you say you're going to work eight hours, you work eight hours and then you don't fucking work anymore. Mm. Um, or if you can make enough money in four hours, why would you work anymore? Like there's, it's, you know, because, and my point with this is, you've always got tomorrow to work another four hours and then you've got tomorrow again to work another four. You don't need to do all 24 hours in one day on one thing because you're not getting that time back. Um, so, yes, I understand work is important and I understand, you know, sleep and stuff has its place, but you do need to be very conscious of how you break those things up on a daily basis rather than just like a weekly or a monthly basis because, once again, you get fucking 70 years down the track, you can't get it back. So. Mm. Yeah, and so to finish off responsibilities, so it's just work-life balance. Um, with Say if your two biggest priorities in life, and for most people they are, with good reason, is work and family, there is for a enjoyable, well, for my, like generally speaking, for most people there's more to life than just responsibilities or those two things. Um, and if you mismanage those, then you're kind of in, Instead of living, you know, they say you're just surviving, like you're just paying the bills and sleeping enough. Um, so, yeah, you need the time to dedicate to more than just work because I think Marshall's definitely right that the main one that people put too much time into is work. Um, whether that's necessary or not is subjective. Um, and so everyone needs time for some kind of outlet, whether some kind of um, activity they enjoy which they can unwind and actually take some time for themselves or with others. It could be a social event. It could be your own specific individual activity you enjoy doing, whatever it may be. Um, but going into recreation, um, it's less recreation is something you can, like I've been saying with responsibilities, it's not something you can just be like it's these two things, like say work and family. Recreation is subjective to each person so the way one person spends their time um enjoying an activity is going to be different to how another does it could yeah someone may do play or watch netflix at night someone may paint figure models um it's so varied in the way things it can be you can't really pin it down to one thing but the uh overarching theme is that you do have a certain amount of hours that you can do it um, and also with the, these things, someone could spend 12 hours doing it and still feel like it's not enough because they just want to keep doing it. They enjoy it that much. Um, so it's, and I believe for everyone, it's important to have some kind of enjoyable activity or outlet they um, take part in. 
as part of just their one because you shouldn't do something that you enjoy because that's otherwise what's the fucking point and also it's a good way to unwind and get away from the things that may be stressful or demanding in other times of your life um but in saying that like anything else just like with work and responsibilities recreation can um have leakage into the rest of your life if you mismanage it um you know it may become an addiction or a vice and get go beyond just a general uh enjoyable activity and you see this with a lot of people they spend far too much like whether it's you may just sacrifice an hour of sleep like i mentioned earlier or it's people that do nothing else but that activity um which is probably more going on to say addiction um but in saying that going back to how talking about scheduling your week and looking how you spend your time and how you very unlikely look back and say yeah i had heaps of extra time if you want to give more time to a recreational activity that you feel like you don't have anywhere to slot it in looking over how you actually spend your week with that written out schedule or digitalized schedule is a great way to do it because you can look at it and say how much time am i putting into things and then if there's one that stands out there's things that stand out or if there's literal gaps in your schedule you can see how to fit those things in um it's also a great opportunity to reframe the way you look at your um your the way you spend your time so responsibilities especially you go well i'm spending an extra over the by working these extra bits of time throughout the week i'm spending a whole another eight hours a whole another shift of work um through the week where i could have that eight hours to do other things that i want to do um and realistically in the grand scheme there's usually very little reason to spend extra hours at work like marshall was saying before um unless in unique cases um and i think usually recreation for most people falls on the weekends mm, um whether yeah. that and sometimes i think maybe a little bit of like family activities as well for mm. kind of on weekends um people will work all week and then wait until the weekend block to actually go out and go camping with the kids or something yeah and i can understand why it's it's quite difficult especially like if you if you're getting up and going to work straight away finishing late afternoon going home and if you have yeah a family with kids and stuff you're often the rest of your day is essentially dedicated mm. to them until they're in bed um and because i'm not in that position or never have been i can't really comment on it and i think it would be poor of uh poor practice for me to be like oh it's it's way easier than you think it is because i don't know <laughs> what the fuck i'm talking about with that with kids um and yeah, even on the weekends, because it seems a lot of parents, they have to dedicate even the weekends still to their kids, like whether it's sport or just taking care of them because the kid's also off school or whatever they may mm. be at. So they've got that little creature or creatures to take care of too. <laughs> um, so I know it's not easy and it's easy to say time management or look at your time schedule. Um, but to be realistic expectations at it, yeah, a lot of time it isn't easy to change these things, especially change in general is really easy. Um, but by, say, just looking at your schedule as a beginning point to see where you can improve it. And, yeah, I think with some people, like, I think one of the most common things I hear is, um, like, they don't have time for the gym. Mm. Uh, when tracking your week, I think some people would be also surprised at how much extra time they can kind of mm. pull out a thing <laughs> yeah and like i think a lot of that just kind of it's like say you've got 30 minutes between um 
two activities, whatever they may be, two mm. activities you have to do. A lot of time you'll find that you go, what did I actually do in that 30 mm. minutes? And you go, you probably just laid down. And there's nothing, again, there's nothing wrong with taking that time to unwind between, say, um, two activities or whatever it is. But there's generally, there's a lot of thin air, like um, Nath just said, that you can pull out and go, oh, look, there's time I actually do have. So instead of, say, spending that whole break um, just laying there on your phone or sending your phone or something, you may spend half a minute on your phone and then do a 10-minute walk. Mm. And then all of a sudden... You, or just, yeah. just sit on your phone while you're walking. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, like, and that's true. Yeah. You can because you can just, if you want to watch a video or listen to something, you can just chuck your headphones in mm. and do it still. It's, um, it's easier than ever. Yeah, like one of my, I guess one of my recreational activities is listening to like podcasts and stuff and yeah. I can do that in my travel, like I do that on my commute to mm. work and that. So, I kind of fit a recreational task in with a task that like has to be done kind of Yeah, thing. So, especially driving. Driving, yeah. assuming you have a car with Bluetooth and actually my mom called me yesterday and she's like, oh, my new car's got Bluetooth, so I'm going to be calling everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got, got all this extra time now to be able to talk yeah. um, like with, safely while I'm driving so <laughs> I can catch up with all these people that I would otherwise never get the chance to call and I'm like, that's awesome, Mom. That's great. Yeah. She's like, yeah, it's not if I'm pestering you. That's why I'm like, all right. I look, I look forward to all the many calls you're going to yeah. send my way. Um, but that's a good example. So, you know, she's using that time to catch up with people, which is an excellent way to spend that time because a lot of the time it's, um, you know, you kind of relationships slip away or you don't catch up with people as much as you'd like to because, mm. you know, again, the age-old excuse, I just don't have the time to, to do so. Uh, and I think, uh, like, you can even do that vice versa as well is while you're going for a walk as like a recreational activity, you could check work emails kind of thing. Mm. And like that's probably not healthy, but it's well, just an it's, example of where things can overlap as well. Yeah, um, well, and that's true. Like it doesn't have to be black and white. And it, yeah, it may not, um, you know, if you do that, you're probably going to associate your walk with that. Yeah. But that's, you know, in the if you had to choose between not doing it at all or doing that and maybe answering your work emails, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's mm-hmm. the better option of the two, I believe. Um, so... Yeah, try and don't just think of the things as black and white. Think, can I do this, but how can I incorporate something else as well to make it a bit healthier or enjoyable? Uh, so next segment is prioritization, and I've touched on that a bit already. But uh, so talking about it again, um, there's no, I'd say there's no perfect schedule there's no perfect time management um and especially like if you believe you have an excellent schedule you could ask someone you know and they go oh that's not a great use of time because everyone has their own opinion on that um but there i do believe there is a say a healthy balance or a correct balance um and i did mention this a little bit before so if you're finding that you say you're too tired or you're not sleeping enough or you've just got an unhealthy lifestyle or you're not getting enough done this is where prioritization does need to be implemented and, you, and again, looking at your schedule and seeing what's failing and finding the amount of time that you dedicate to that thing that may be lacking and then trying to up that and getting a healthy balance because you want satisfaction across the board, not just in one thing. Um, and like, like Marshall said earlier, it's usually, it usually seems to be work. People say, oh, I've as long as I'm meeting standards of work and, again, those standards probably need to be evaluated and seen if 
it's absolutely necessary or if it's realistic and healthy long-term too, you may just be like, oh, it's just a few months until I got a holiday, I can make it till then. That's probably not a healthy mindset to have. And it's if you maintain, maintain that over a long period of time, say the rest of your life, you're just going to spend your whole life waiting for breaks and mm. suffering in between. Yeah, and I think that's like... I, I think that's like weekends with some people as well, mm. like work for the weekend kind of thing. Yeah. They like suffer through the week just to have those two days. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's what's they call like the, Amer- the American dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, make it to the weekend and then just have a couple of days off. And you see that in a lot, like I know in our old occupation as in the military, it was like that. Everyone would just suffer through Monday to Friday, just get through the week and then they would just go and get pissed the whole weekend. And try and maximize like the damage they yeah. could do to their bodies or the like, <laughs> the enjoyment they could force out of their brain. And that's the thing, like this that kind of thinking, it could be alright, but I think it just depends how you spend those two days kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, you can work work all week and whatever, but then on those two days try and actually make it worthwhile. I yeah. guess for some people drinking is worthwhile yeah so. well and it's interesting as well watching people get older and how that changes yeah. like i know for us it's like we hear about someone is like going out to get drinks and stuff i'm like i cannot imagine anything fucking worse <laughs> than doing that all yeah. i want to do on my saturday friday saturday night is just like have dinner and chill out like <laughs> yeah. i do not want to go so and that changes over time and like i do that and i'm like that was a weekend well spent <laughs> like i'm extremely happy with the result of that weekend someone once told me that um this is someone that gets pissed all the time. They told me that they were happier than I will ever be, <laughs> uh, because yeah, they were they were totally happy just getting lit all the time. Yeah, that's. I mean, if that's what you're into, I think that's what I said. I was like, hey, if you're living the dream, you know, don't let me stop you. Mm. I mean, because if you've found something that you really love, even if it is just getting blind drunk all the mm. time, um, but yeah, like. Dan said there's a prioritization, you know, prioritization aspect to that. Um, if you want to get really fucking <laughs> blind drunk all the time, you have to be aware of how it might affect the rest of your life. Mm. Um, if you've got like a wife and young kids and you're just sitting there getting absolutely fucking lit, then it's probably not the best <laughs> use of time. Um, but if you're, you know, single or, you know, you and your partner just like to do that shit, then fucking go ham. Like, um, be aware that it can have effects on your health and your um, and your mental well-being, and it can bleed into your work life if you let it. Um, and there are things like alcohol that are addictive substances, um, and it's probably worth talking about uh, addiction a little bit, in the sense that um, every single thing that we've talked about today, and every single thing that you do is addictive. Um, in some, ex- you know, to some extent, it might not contain an addictive chemical like smoking or drinking, but um, your brain can get ad- addicted to certain, um, you know, stimulus. So psychological addiction. Yeah. So, um, and this is the argument for marijuana, for example. Uh, marijuana doesn't contain an addictive chemical, but it does stimulate certain parts of your brain in a way that your brain can get addicted to, um, just like video games or exercise. So, or even work, you know, um, there are some people that literally work so much and prioritize it over everything else because they are addicted to that feeling. Um, they're addicted to the way their brain responds to that environment. Um, you know, video games are a pretty common one. If you're, you know, sitting in front of a screen doing repetitive actions, 
you're probably going to experience some form of addiction. Um, so I think it's and exercise, once again, you're not sitting in front of a screen, but you are in a gym or running or something and it's repetitive, you know, and it releases endorphins and it has an effect on your body that you can see and um, and you feel it as well. So you have to be very careful when it comes to prioritization that you are um, aware of your own personal biases. I think, um, you know, I, I have had issues with, um, you know, substance abuse and stuff like that for a long time. Um, and exercise has definitely replaced most of that. Um, but I do need to be careful that I don't overdo it because of how much damage it can do to your body. You know, if you spend a shitload of time lifting really fucking heavy weights, uh, you will do much more harm than good. If you spend a shitload of time uh, doing martial arts, for example, you're probably going to get the shit kicked out of you, <laughs> um, which isn't healthy, you know. And on the surface, exercise is healthy, but if you run marathons, a lot of that can be fairly detrimental to your body. Um, so you do need to be aware that these things, although they might seem good on paper, can become bad very quickly. Um and those things that you call responsibilities, yes, you have to do them. But once again, if you let them get out of control, they can also dominate your life, like work and stuff like that. So it's probably worth, um, and I mean, calendars have been around since the dawn of time. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So even the Aztecs are using them. Um, if they can use them and, you know, they use like beads and bits of string and shit, <laughs> then you can probably figure out the one on your iPhone or whatever you've got. Um, and it's not hard. You basically just put in all the stuff that you do for one week and most of those things you will do over and over again, you know, when it comes to work. You probably have to be there a certain time most days um, you, or you have appointments or whatever it might be. Um, and calendars have this really cool feature where it allows you to just repeat them <laughs> forever. Um, and then you get to look at the rest of your life on a fucking calendar. Like you can look at your screen. I was looking at last night and it's got, because I just hit the repeat button on my appointments for like, yeah, I've seen Dwayne at this time and it goes forever. Like, <laughs> and I'm looking at like, fuck, am I really seeing all these people next January? <laughs> God damn it. Um, and it like, it puts shit in perspective, you know, like, um, if you, and, when we look at things like work or family or, um, you know, your recreational activities, you shouldn't be spending huge amounts of time doing stuff that you don't want to do. Obviously, you will. This is life. You have to do shit that you don't want to do. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, just pick a job that you love. You never work a day in your life because that's <laughs> fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, Everybody, you could pick the best job in the world. I literally invented a job for myself here. Like we made our own company um, and I do stuff that I enjoy every single day. But that doesn't mean that I enjoy getting up at certain times or, you know, that every single appointment is the best thing that I ever fucking do. You know, um, I'm not having an absolute ball every single day and you never will. That's, mm. I mean, that's just a reality check. Um, even when you love work, and I know Nate loves most of the stuff that he does. Even when you love work, you don't love all of it. Mm. <laughs> um, sometimes it's just stressful or it's a pain in the ass or it's just a fuck fight. Yeah, with work, a lot of the time for me because I'm building companies, a lot of it is learning mm -hmm. and I love the learning part of it but then I've also got the really repetitive tasks like emails or something which yeah, yeah which I'm trying to outsource kind of thing but there's, yeah, there's always tasks that yeah. are shit. And, <laughs> well, yeah, um, the maintenance of things is really... Mm. Exciting. Yeah. And that's a really important thing that Nance brought up 
is that he has been able to look at what he does on a daily basis and identify the things that he likes. So he sees, you know, most people might look at their schedule and go, oh, between nine and five, this is work. But Nath can see, and this takes a lot of time and practice and probably pushing from certain friends to learn that... (laughs) that there are certain parts of work that he really enjoys, which he's called learning, which most people enjoy learning new things. This is just um, science. Um, So you might look at your day-to-day job and go, oh, there's some stuff in here that I actually am really passionate about doing. Maybe it's the client stuff. There's people out there that just really love that face-to-face engagement. Um, And then there's other stuff that you probably don't like, like... um, paperwork probably (laughs) or you could be someone that just fucking loves excel spreadsheets um they do exist (laughs) i'm sort of one of them (laughs) and um and you might hate face-to-face shit you just might hate seeing other people on a day-to-day basis and that's fair too um but the way you can then restructure your work life is you can look at the time that you have to spend at the office or that you have to spend working to make money and you go how can i structure these days so that i'm spending the majority of it doing stuff that i enjoy um, maybe you know that you hate rocking up to work at fucking 8 a.m. because it's just too early for you. So you put a task right at the start of the day that you enjoy. You know, the first thing that you do every day is something that you like doing, whether it's the Excel spreadsheet or you put a client meeting first thing. Um, so that when you rock up to work, you've got something a little bit to look forward to. Um, you put all the really shit stuff just before lunch so that you want to get it out of the fucking way and get it done so that you can go to lunch and have your hour break and then you come back and, you know, uh, it's not fucking rocket science here. You put something that you enjoy straight (laughs) after lunch so that when you come back to work, you feel a bit better and then maybe you put your really shit stuff at at the end of the day because, you know, five o'clock's knockoff. You want to get out of there and so you're going to put extra, you know, extra effort into getting this stuff done by five so that you can fuck off. Um, you know, that's just one example of how you might structure your day. Um, obviously, we're going to go into a, a priority quadrant thing mm. in a sec. That means you may have to structure your day around things you absolutely have to get done versus things that you can let, you know, get done later. Um, I think when it comes to things like priorities, you do need to be aware that have to get done does not mean that you have to do it right this very second unless it is saving somebody's life, for example. Um, you know, when we learnt, you know, my the way I learned a priority quadrant was when I learned to triage people as a combat first aider in the military. Um, and when we were doing that role, your priorities are who is definitely going to die, who will die unless they get life-saving treatment within this amount of time who will probably not die and who's just been a little bit of a bitch about getting <laughs> bleeding everywhere, you know. <laughs> um, and, you know, you can look at those things. And when, you, when those are your priorities, you sort of get a little bit of um, contrast, yeah, perspective, yeah. contrast from the rest of your life where you can look at a task and you can go, okay, this is what you would consider urgent, but because nobody's going to fucking die, I, I just have to do this at some point today. Or, you know, in Nathan's example, he knows the post office closes at some point. So if he wants to get things out so that customers are happy, he has to get that done before the post office closes. So he's given a window already, mm. you know, and he understands that that window needs to be used a certain way. Um, but it doesn't mean that he has to fucking run off to the post office at midnight <laughs> and go, oh, fuck, I need to get this to the yeah. post office right fucking now. You know, so I think when we talk about priorities, um, you do need to have some perspective and you need to be able to sit back, look at your calendar, 
fucking put all that shit in on repeat and then scroll to 10 years in the future where it still says that you're doing this stuff in on a day-to-day basis and then you go fuck maybe i should spend more time with my family <laughs> otherwise in 10 years i'm just gonna be doing the same fucking thing yeah yeah, yeah it's uh perspective is great to mention as well and um you'll at some point in your life you may speak to someone who's just or you may yourself experience um a perspective kind of like shaking up the, of the perspective um and it seems to happen especially like uh someone we know who goes from one job that is realistically they're dealing with stuff that isn't that important um but then they go to another job where um it's they are seeing people that are dealing with you know health crises crises and things like that and it's interesting hearing them talk about say i've gone from this place where someone's complaining about i don't know the way they got spoken to and i go to another place where someone is being told that they have x amount of months to live and it just makes me realize how silly a lot of the stuff in the the former was um but moving on from that going to uh what marshall just mentioned the priority quadrant so priority quadrant is a essentially a square broken down into four smaller squares, so four quadrants that has to do with um, critical and doing now and not critical and doing later and the mixing of those. So on the top left corner, you have uh, something you would do right now that is critical and you need to do now. Um, top right corner is something that is critical but you can do later. So say an example as given before with Nath who needs to drop something off to the post office it needs to go out and get to a customer but there's a window and it doesn't have to be done right now like fucking midnight like you're saying um and then the bottom left you have not critical but do now um and that's something that you may be able to delegate to someone else so this is it's not again it's it we need it all right now but it's not going to have a massive effect in a business sense this may be something that is going to cost you a lot of money if it doesn't get done um and then in the bottom right corner, this is essentially not critical and you can do it later. So it's kind of almost uncategorized and it's either you can move it around or you just it's not something that's important enough to really do it all. Um, going into each of those corners a little bit more thoroughly, in the, and the article has that, um, these quadrants that I'm speaking about, the first one I just went through, and this next one um, goes through some example um, example events that may fall into each of those categories. So in the top left corner where it was um, do now and critical. So these, yeah, these are crises, emergencies, um, something that's really pressing, a deadline or last minute preparation. And again, in the business sense, maybe something that is going to cost money or make a lot, something to do with money or a large amount that's immediate. Um, the top right corner, which was do later, but critical, Example, examples of that are, again, so maybe some more preparation planning, um, some kind of improvement that you can do for, say, your business or yourself, uh, relationship building, which is really important, I think, in all facets of life. And uh, then it's that's also can fall in your recreation and relaxation. So, yeah, you do need to do it, but it's not you don't need to do it right now. Um, so in the bottom left, we have the... So do now, but it's not critical. And those are things you may delegate, like say someone, I guess the everyday example is say in like a classroom when a student raises their hands, it's maybe an interruption to the learning. Say, look, yeah, I will answer this question, but can we leave questions to the end? Or um, say certain emails or meetings um, or even a popular activity that is, yeah, we will do it, but just not right now. 
Uh, and in the bottom right corner, we had the do later and not critical, which are things you may not do at all. You may just move it to another time where it's a bit more pertinent. Um, so, yeah, kind of trivial things, some kind of calls or emails that are just, you know, um, it could just be deleting spam emails, uh, things you do to waste time or even escape what you're doing at the moment. Um, so those are all examples of each part of the uh, the priority quadrant. Priority quadrant is really good if you are struggling with time management and prioritization. So if you have that, say, at your workplace, you have that on the wall or in front of you somewhere so that you can reference it and put things into a bit of perspective. So, yeah, say you get a customer complaint, you can look at that and go, is it really important that I reply to this right now? Is this person threatening to leave a bad review or are they just um, saying something trivial? Um, and put it, and I think it's a great way to see the, the realism of issues as opposed to what may be blown out of proportion or not given enough prioritization in some cases. Yeah, and something like, I guess for me, when I receive an email with an angry customer, it might, at the time when I read it, I might feel like it's super urgent mm. and kind of forget everything else that's happening, yeah. something else that might be way more urgent. Um, so, yeah, it's good to look at those and even if you've got your tasks written in those or something, you might be able to, it might be able to put into perspective, okay, this email just came in now and like this customer's a, a bit angry but mm. also if I don't do, do this, we're going to lose like $20,000. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard because again, you're, everyone's only human yeah. and it can be very easy to, yeah, like you just said, you're doing something and then another thing flashes up like a complaint um, and yeah, that's important to do, but it is very easy, especially if you don't really want to do um, what you're doing at the moment. You go, oh, I'll just answer this email and come back to this and then, you know, um, life happens. And I guess it fits into this, but another thing that come up with me when I started tracking my time was I realized that I would be doing a task and then something would pop up and mm. I'd kind of just go over there and start doing that yeah. task. Um, <laughs> but when I was tracking, because I was... Because uh, in the app, I would write like emails mm. and because this time is tracking it, even if something popped up, I then thought to myself, oh, hang on, I'm tracking my email time, so I need to finish this first. Yeah, yeah. It's a good and I think point. that was really good because, yeah, I always kind of just like... Snake around. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I do prioritize things usually, but if I'm not, if nothing's really important, I always... And then it'll take me ages to finish something. <laughs> yeah, you kind of end up doing just a little bit of everything as opposed to yeah. actually finishing stuff. So, right? yeah, it's another good thing for time tracking, I think, is you stay on task, I mm. guess. Most people think that they can do more than one thing at once. Yeah. Um, nobody can. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a hot tip. <laughs> if you think you can do two things at the same time, um, the science says no matter how good you think you are at it, one of those things is not getting the attention it needs. Um, if you think you can eat and drive at the same time, you are either not eating or you are not driving. Um, if you think you can text and drive, um, you're a Put makeup on, on and drive. <laughs> um, yeah, literally. And, and I mean, and this applies to anything. If you think that you can watch TV and do work at the same time, um, you're either just not going to watch that TV. It might be on, but you won't watch it. You won't have anything, any idea that's going on or you won't follow the story or whatever it is. Or you will not do the work. And if, for example, you're in a situation where maybe you're a bit uncomfortable or you don't like what you're doing, um, you're going to do the task. If you've 
put two things in front of you, you're going to do the thing that you enjoy more. Um, you know, a simple example, if you're going to eat and drive at the same time, most people, you're probably eating a food that you like. You probably stop by <laughs> Macca's, maybe you got an ice cream or something. <laughs> you're going to eat that thing because it tastes fucking good. And it, by, a byproduct of that is you're not going to pay as much attention to the road. Um, if you are going to watch TV and try to do your work at the same time, you are probably going to lean towards the TV because you are engaging with it. You like the story or whatever. And then if something boring happens, maybe you go back to work. But guaranteed that that work that might have taken you an hour is now going to take you 10 because you're dividing your time between two different things. Um, if you are trying to you know, have a conversation with somebody and also use your phone or if you're um you know in a business meeting say you're like on a um, another good example is like you're on the zoomies or whatever with uh, a group and then you've also got <laughs> your emails open or something <laughs> you are either going to not reply to those emails as quickly and they won't be it won't be it's going to take up a much bigger chunk of your day or you're going to miss things that were being said and you can make these decisions you can you know you can have something open on your phone while you talk to your mate you can um, do your emails while you're on Zoom, a Zoom meeting. You can eat and drive. I'm not going to tell you not to. I'm just going to tell you that one of those things, you're going to miss stuff from one of those things. You are probably going to end up in a car accident or you're going to spill your food everywhere. Um, you're going to miss an important thing that might have been really helpful for your business or those emails are going to take you much, much longer than you thought they would. Um, or you're going to miss parts of your TV show. You have no idea what the fuck's going on. Um, some of these things don't seem like big things, um, but in the grand scheme of things, if you really truly enjoy watching TV, if that's something you know you've got a show that you love, and you want to use that as time to wind down, then my advice would be put down your phone, or like I, you know, I did last night. I plugged my phone in my room so I can't see it, and then I actually watch the fucking TV and I enjoy what I'm watching. Um, rather than scrolling through fucking Instagram or Facebook or whatever it might be. Um, you know, if I really want to engage with somebody on the phone, you know, I want to have a conversation with them, I don't do anything else. I just have that conversation. I turn off the TV. I turn off any music in my house. Sometimes I sit on my, out on my balcony and I just, you know, have that conversation. Um, or if I'm in a business meeting or something, I try not to use my phone. Um, if I'm with a client, I don't I don't touch my phone. I just pay attention to them. Or if I'm training, I try not to touch my phone as well because I don't want you know. Apart from looking at the program, I'm trying to focus on the shit that I'm trying to get done there. Um, I'm a firm believer in doing one thing at one time, and you will always get everything done much faster than if you try and do ten things at one time. Um, and I think a lot of people miss that. I think there are so many people out there that'll do two or three things at once and then they just lose out on life because they're too busy trying to juggle everything. Yeah. Okay. I've always, it's kind of like one battle at a time. You'll win more that way. Um, so next segment before the conclusion is common methods. And we've kind of touched over these already, but with the calendar, again, the minds are using it. So can you, um, great way to keep track of things. Otherwise common methods are set like, and this is maybe a bit nineties or early two thousands, but post-it notes, um, or and by to-do lists. And I also um, highly recommend integrating technology, not just because it's so easy, but because it also gives you notifications. Like I know my calendar will just give me like a pop-up. How and you can 
set when you want the pop-up to happen as well. It doesn't have to be as it's happening. You can set it for 30 minutes before or whenever it's convenient for you. I'm going to get that app that tells you to drink every hour, <laughs> like drink water. <laughs> drink, you're going to replace it with coffee though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I need to sip drink, my drink coffee every yeah, sip hour. My coffee. You're right, phone. I do need more coffee. <laughs> it's got water in it. Yeah. Um, cool. So to wrap it up, I can't tell – well, none of us can tell – any one individual exactly what their priority should be because it depends on the individual and their life and their schedule, et cetera. They're, they're under the uh, overarching principles and general guidelines, but you do need to take a look at your own schedule and your own life and see where, what is lacking, what am I putting too much into, what may be healthy, what's healthy, what may be unhealthy, and get don't look for this perfect schedule. Just look what's a healthy healthy combination of these things for my life and what's important and be open to reframing what is important to you. Um, yeah, doing a hectic raid on Water Warcraft may seem really important the time, but it may be more important that you get some sleep or spend some time with your partner. <laughs> cool. Uh, anything else you guys want to add or wrap up with? Um, otherwise, I feel like we've gone over everything fairly well. Yeah, no, I'm done. Cool. All right, so... Oh, sorry, we had a bit on Instagram. Okay, cool. Breno... Oh, the sound seems really low. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, no, sorry, yeah. Could definitely buy my hearing. Oh, okay. Um, and veterans supporting veterans. I do that on Zooms and miss heaps of shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. One, yeah th one thing at a time. Yeah. But, yeah. That's like, why I ride my fucking motorbike. Like, um, some people think that, you know, if they do something, that's how they have to do it for the rest of their fucking life. One of the reasons why I ride my motorbike is because I can't do anything else at the same time. My hands are full. Like, <laughs> you can't use your fucking phone because your brakes and your clutch are where your hands are. Like there's no, whereas, it, you know, the contrast is I drive an automatic car. I got hands free to do all sorts of shit, you know. Basically <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. yeah I can, I can yeah. eat and text <laughs> and fucking smoke dairies all I want. You know? um, so sometimes you have to recognize that, you have to do things a completely different way to achieve a different result. If you And this is why you need to be very honest with yourself. If you notice that you are doing something a lot, um, you know, and you might think that it's innocent or you might think that it's not harmful or whatever, but generally if you are filling your time with one thing consistently, uh, a lot of people do this with drinking or smoking or, um, you know, it, I mean, it really could be anything. Work is another one. If you are doing that, then you are probably avoiding other things in your life that require attention. Um, doing one thing over and over and over again. I, I, watching TV is another good one. Maybe you just watch the same series over and over or something. Um, that's called escapism. <laughs> and, um, and generally, you're avoiding... Um, other important parts of your life, you know, or you are using it to distract yourself from something that probably needs to be dealt with, whether that's a physical health issue, a mental health issue, um, just some stuff that needs to be felt or talked through or whatever. So um, find ways to do things differently, whether it is just riding your fucking motorbike, or your push bike or something to work, or, you know, maybe that's not an option, but maybe you just fucking love texting and driving. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure... If you are like that, um, but maybe it's time to consider catching the train or the bus or getting an Uber to work because then you can be in the car in your happy environment and not kill anyone. 
um, <laughs> because there are consequences to this kind of thing. And the consequences might be relatively uh, chill. You know, your consequence might be you miss heaps of important shit on the Zoomies and nobody's going to fucking, you know, you might get yelled at or whatever, but it's not a big deal. Or you might spend, you know, maybe you don't pay attention to your partner enough or maybe you literally do text and drive and the consequences are losing that relationship or killing someone while you're driving. So there are there are big consequences to certain actions, especially if you do it enough, you know. The chances of me hitting somebody while texting and driving once is fairly low, but if I continuously do it, if I build into a habit, the chances of me doing it eventually are extremely fucking high. Um, and I'm not special, you know, there's no reason for me to think that I am the one person that is not going to get distracted while texting and driving. I'm not the one person out there that's not going to, or that can do two things at once. I'm not, neither are you. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, find a way to prioritize your tasks, do one thing at a time and realize that like we've said this whole time, you know, there are responsibilities and there are recreation, but you need to find a way to enjoy both or structure things in a way that when things do get a bit shit, you can, you have something to look forward to. Because um, if everything starts to seem fairly hopeless, then you're going to end up in a bad way. Mm. Cool. All right. So thanks to guys that anyone watched live or if you watch this later, we appreciate that too. So thank you, everyone. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 5 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Live at 5. We're going to have another article. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to watch the any of the other episodes, you can on Apple Music and Spotify. It is called The Hardware Anvil TV Podcast, and we're on YouTube and our channel is Anvil Training Development. Also, enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll be on tomorrow. See you. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Hardware with Anvil T&D. This is all made possible by listeners like you, so thank you for your support. If you enjoyed this one, hit the like button and subscribe so you never miss a show. Make sure to visit our website, www.anviltd.com, and check out some of our articles and other podcasts. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, any positive ratings really help. Or if you simply tell a friend about us, that would help us out too. If you have an opinion on something we talk about, we would love to know in the comments. Be sure to tune in for our next episode and remember, train smart, train hard.